Uh, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Green Cow. Welcome to Live with Green Cow. Lee, you look so different. I got a haircut. <laughs> and you changed your name to Mark. And I changed my name. I wanted to be Lee Watson Jr., but I, I didn't want disrespect. To, uh, I don't think I could fill those shoes. <laughs> I, I think you did because when you first changed your name to that, I gave you the mom look. I think you- that's why. <laughs> I think that's why you changed it back. <laughs> well, good morning, everybody. Um, welcome. Thank you for being here. Please say hi if you're watching and give, leave us a hashtag replay if you're watching on the replay. It is Career Friday here at Green Cow, so we're going to be talking about um, leaving your job today, which is an important part of your career. If you're going to make any kind of move, you're going to have to leave. Um, obviously we don't have Lee today. Um, we, we maybe have Lee Jr. for a minute there, but, um, a guest co-host today is Mark Dooley. Um, so I really want to thank Mark for agreeing to do this with me because I'm not a solo person. <laughs> so, <laughs> so for those of you who don't know Mark, I know so many people do because he's one of our awesome sponsors, um, on the board behind us. You'll see him fly by here in a minute. Uh, but Mark, why don't you tell us a little bit about you and what you do? Yeah, hey uh, Miranda, we're we're doing some some fun things over here at Next Gen Money Coaching. Uh, you know, pr- I just put a post out there the other day. Prices are going up. Uh, the world is changing when it comes to the world of money, and we're here to help people walk through it. So I saw uh, that post. That was a little scary. I think I was, and then I saw one right after that about the cost of lumber. Like the cost of lumber in 2017 to build a deck was like 982 dollars, and then the cost of lumber to build a deck today was like 3,200. I was like. Whoa. Yep. <laughs> so I'm not going to be building anything anytime <laughs> <laughs> You should see what the price of Lincoln Logs is going to be. That's the real one. That's, That's not good. <laughs> We're about to have a Lincoln Log crisis. <laughs> well, thanks, Mark, for being here. And as I said before, um, guys, if you're watching live, say hi. Let us know that you're here. Always, as always, let us know what's going on and if you've got any good news to share with us. Yeah, so today I wanted to talk about a little bit about leaving your job. And the reason why I wanted to talk about that is I seem to get a lot of people as a career coach who come to me who are just done. Like, I mean, we can, we've all had that feeling of just being done. In fact, I have that like daily with my children. <laughs> I call it Hulk mom. I tell, I'm like, I'm guys, I'm like 30 seconds from Hulk mom. So like get it together or I'm going to start like, I don't Hulk smash, but I Hulk like put toys in the toy jail. <laughs> like it's all good. Yep, it's gone. <laughs> I can just imagine you saying like, you don't want to see me when I'm angry. You won't <laughs> like me when I'm angry. <laughs> I kind of like that. I'm like, I'm this close. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> But I think we've all had that feeling with certain aspects of um, our business or our job, particularly want to talk about jobs today for those of you who are employed. And I get a lot of people who are just like, I am at my rope. I'm at the end of my rope. Um, and, And oftentimes, I want to say most of the time, it's not because of the job they do. So like if they're an accountant, they like accounting. If they're sales, they don't mind selling. Um, But it is the environment that they're in, the people that they work with, um, sometimes the pay or just like the fact that more and more responsibilities are added and pay is not increased. Um, And then, 
sometimes it's a moral or ethical issue that they feel is going on with the organization. So when I get into that, when they, when they come to me, um, you know, I, they usually, they're ready to go right now. And a lot of times they're asking like, can I just, can I just quit? <laughs> and so I have some thoughts on that. Cause I think it depends on the situation a little bit. Um, but one of the, the big things I thought to ask you, um, is cause I'm not a financial coach. Um, I'm really not a financial coach. I spent like $18 on coffee this morning. <laughs> so I'm not qualified. <laughs> Well, you can't drop that and then not tell us what you got. I got so I I did the Dagger Mountain thing again, and I oh. yeah I got the limestone, um, and then of course I was at the gourmet donut place, so I had them throw a few of those in the bag. So this is just I'm not a, I'm not a not a financial coach. See, we believe in, in hashtag splurge Saturday. It's it's a treat yourself day. Yeah. Um, you just happen to do it a day early. That's all. There's nothing I wrong with that. I just happen to have a splurge day that ended. Why? <laughs> <laughs> but it's gotten so much better that I've been working with you, Mark. It really has. <laughs> no, it's absolutely true. It really has. By the way, guys, please say hi if you're watching. Let us know that you're here. Let us know that what you're doing. And if, if you've got thoughts about this, too, we'd love to hear your stories. Like if you uh, – well, number one, we'd love to hear your splurge stories. <laughs> Yes. Especially something really cool. Like if you just up and bought a private jet, you need to throw that in the comments. <laughs> Cause I, I mean like that that's cool. <laughs> it may be stupid, but it's cool. <laughs> um, but also um, if you've ever gotten to that point with the job where you're just like, I'm ready to go, I'm ready to quit. If you've ever quit a job, obviously you don't have to tell us what it was in the comments, but you know, tell us about that. So my, my first thought, that like the reason that I wanted to talk to you about this is that I can tell people from a career coaching perspective, like what this might do to your future job search or is this burning bridges or all that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, and, and sometimes my advice to these people will be, yes, if you can financially handle leaving now with a bit of uncertainty, do it. it the situation sounds like you should, it might get worse before it gets better. Um, but I don't really know a lot of what to tell them to look for to know if they're really financially ready. I mean, if you have 50, 60,000, $100,000 in the bank, you know, more than that, it might seem like you're ready, but I'm sure that there's lots of things to take into consideration once that income dries up. So what are your thoughts on that? I tend to think that jobs are like houses you never want to leave one until you have another one lined up because mm -hmm. um, you you risk the chance of being homeless. And when you think about the idea of your job, your job's an asset. Your income is an asset. Mm -hmm. It's your greatest uh, potential for becoming wealthy is, is your ability to bring money into the household. So risking the stability, risking the, the money that's coming in um, is, is a huge risk other and and it's not always necessarily just the fact that we're talking okay well what if i have the money sitting aside could i spend it on that the, the what you want to look at what's the opportunity cost all right mm -hmm. so I'll, I'll speak personally for myself um mine was not in quitting a job mine was in starting a business but it was um but it's, a, it's the same concept if you want to quit a job but you don't have another one lined up that could be very similar to starting a business you're you're hoping for future money to come in at some point you know um <laughs> And for me, I liquidated my retirement asset. I'll, I'll build it back up. I'll make it. I'll make more later. 
and uh, and I was a little bit younger and I wasn't as as bright as I am right now. And when I started learning more about the way money works, I realized, wow, I just I, I cashed in a fifty thousand dollar Roth IRA to start a business that failed. Mm-hmm. That was actually a million dollars when I was sixty five years old that I gave away. To, right. to, to do that. So we can't always look at, you know, like you mentioned, uh, you know, what if you have 10,000, 50,000, 100,000, how much do you have right now? It's not so much what you have now, but what is it going to be worth to you when you need it? Mm-hmm. And are you willing to, to shortchange that? Because if you do that, you're, you're technically borrowing from yourself. You're putting yourself in debt to you that you have to pay you back. So for, for example, if you're making a job, let's just use easy numbers. You're making, a, you're in a job and you're making 50 grand a year. And you decide that you're going to quit that job without another one lined up and you're going to live off of $10,000 in savings. Mm -hmm. Well, that means when you get your next job, you need to put not only make another $50,000 a year job, but also make enough to be able to replenish that $10,000 that you you took from you. Sure. You you borrowed from future you. Somebody's going to have to pay for that money, you know, and so... (laughs) I, isn't, isn't there a cartoon about that? Like we're future me. It's like I don't care about future me. Care about that right sounds now. like a problem for 2031, Mark. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> and um, then so, you deal with it. <laughs> and we don't. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Like it wasn't until I really dove deep and understand the the neuroeconomics, the behaviors behind your money, that the way your mind thinks, that we start thinking. Well, wait a second what happens when I make these decisions? What are the long lasting impact on there? And, and I feel like as we go through this, we want to separate out two things. One, if you have a moral or an ethical problem at work where like you need to quit your job because they're asking you to do something A, illegal, or B, something that defies your morality, that's one level. But well, I, I actually have for that too, if I can just put that yeah. in there for one second as a career coach, I do think that in that situation, we need to also separate out moral, ethical and legal because legal and and I don't I see we have a couple people watching. I don't know if one of them happens to be your brother, Matt. (laughs) Matt is a resident attorney, but legal is very black and white most of the time. I mean, obviously there's gray, but if you could get, you know, legally in trouble for this, you're gone. Now, (laughs) but moral ethical, we also have to remember uh, as a career coach that moral and ethical, there are very, there are numerous perspectives on that. So every day we deal with moral ethical issues Mm -hmm. and every day we make concessions and some moral ethical things are more important to certain people than others. And in certain times of your life. So, for example, I ate a donut this morning. I actually haven't been feeling great health-wise. I know that that's a little bit of an ethical issue because, you know, I should be trying to be my healthiest for my kids and my family and all that. But I ate the donut. To me, not a huge deal. But, like, if I'd hit someone in the road and driven away, probably a problem. <laughs> you know? And But, again, we're all very sensitive to different things. So, I would just – the reason why I wanted to, to jump in there is to say that – when it's a moral ethical issue, that doesn't always mean you have to leave right now because leaving right now can create other moral ethical issues. So we have to kind of weigh all of those and decide what's more important. But yeah. Okay. So we'll, we'll say, you know, obviously there's a big issue. We're not just thinking about money there. We're thinking about yep. other things. And then you were going to talk about 
um, when it's not that, when it's just discomfort, I suppose. Yeah, so we'll, we'll break it into three. We'll say, you know, we got we got moral, ethical over here. We've got legal down here. That that's its it's its own total thing. And if you and, and I unfortunately, as an employee, I've had to walk through that where I had an employer try to do something that was illegal with me um, that I had to push back on and ended up having to kind of mutually walk away from the company um, mm. from that position. And then over here, this is. Um, this is like i just want a new job so either not there's a variety of reasons for this like you mentioned earlier um you know you're, you're not getting paid enough you're you have very you have poor management or poor leadership above you um the work environment is not there your co-worker maybe we we all know the list there's there's those things out there that just make for a miserable job and and i think Moretti said it great doesn't matter if you're an accountant I, I know some accountants that are miserable and I know some mm -hmm. trash men that are, they're happier than, than a clam, you know, like <laughs> the job itself is not what makes you it. And I think that might be part of it too, as you're going through this, if you're looking for your job to make you happy, which honestly, like I'm part of the, the Gen Y millennial generation, you know, we were, we were told go do what you love and the money will follow. And, and that's not always the case. And mm -hmm. then we get frustrated when the money doesn't follow and we start yelling, where's the money? You know, and, you turn the Hulk mom. No, then you turn, then you turn, then you turn a Hulk mom and you turn green, like the background of, of uh, green cow here. And, and yeah. but you get where's frustrated. You know? <laughs> no. And I think that's, I think there's part, I mean, there's so much to saying, you know, well, mm -hmm. I, I want to leave my job. But, you know, for what we're talking through here financially, where it becomes a, where you really have a choice more and more and more is in this category of the like, I just want a new job. I'm, I'm not happy at my job or I don't feel. I mean, here's the other one, too. People a lot of times leave jobs because they don't feel appreciated mm -hmm. and they don't use those words because it takes a lot of self-awareness to do that. They're going to say, you know, oh, I got passed over again for a promotion or, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, you know, my, my boss just keeps putting more and more on me and, and, you know, you know, they're they're not, not affirmation. what they really aren't getting is the affirmation, which is really true too. Like when I talked about this scenario earlier, um, about, you know, when people who are, who are saying, Oh, I keep getting more responsibilities and I'm not getting the same amount of pay, but <clears throat> sometimes it's not necessarily pay. It's like, I'm getting more responsibilities. But no one's even saying thank you. It's again, I'm gonna bring the mom thing back in. It's like when I get you guys the fancy designer donuts, and I'm not even getting the thank you. Like I don't even why I should just kind of Dunkin' Donuts or nowhere. You guys kind of eat eggs for breakfast. <laughs> yeah. But it is really true. We need um, to feel appreciated, and that all goes into workplace environment. I just want to say really quickly, um, this is a great conversation, guys. If you're watching, please say hi. I do see that we have some viewers, some people popping in, in and out. We're talking today about um, leaving your job and, and making decisions about that and um, particularly the financial aspect of that so if you've got thoughts about it if you've done it if you've done it and it worked well or not so much um, throw a comment in there if you are listening to our podcast you can always come connect with us on YouTube or Facebook leave your comments there and we'll read them for our next episode so awesome so, um, it, Mark, I, I don't know. I, I hope you, I'm not sure if you finished your thought there. I, I know I tend to like butt in. I'm working on it. No, you're good. <laughs> you're good. Um, but one of the thoughts that, um, you know, I, I, that I really liked what you said is that this money, you're not just spending what you have now. You're spending what it could be worth to you in the future. And you're going to have to work double hard 
once you find your next position. So I think what a lot of this boils down to, to so many of my clients is comfort versus discomfort. And right now they're feeling discomfort because of the situation that they're in, um, thinking that, oh, when I get a new job, it's just going to be so much better. Um, you know, I come in as a as a career coach and say, well, maybe not. let's be careful. Let's take our time to make sure, because if we go too fast, we might end up in the same problem somewhere else. Um, but also what you're saying is that that's not really necessarily true, because once you get into the new position, you're going to be experiencing discomfort because you're either working more hours or you're having to take on a side thing or you're just not being able to spend as much because you've got to put that back. Uh, or you could not put it back, but then if you don't put it back, you're going to end up later, later on down the line experiencing more discomfort. Um, so it's really kind of almost about impulsive behavior and not necessarily about um, comfort. Like, am I not going to have discomfort? Because because all of these scenarios, you have discomfort. It's just choosing when your discomfort is going to happen. <laughs> am I understanding that right? Yeah, and I'm going to tell you right now, if you're in that position, and I'm speaking as the employer side of it. You know, I've been a manager for many different corporations and had to hire and fire people. Managers know that I, I, I knew like what would happen is, you know, your, your, your attitude would start to go down your attitude would start to go down and all of a sudden it would go up. And, and I'd have these people like, you know, the guys that would not normally take care of themselves, women that would not come in with makeup on all of a sudden they're coming in with makeup and they're fresh. And the, you know, the guys, you know, are, are, are in suits and they're wearing ties where they usually only wore a polo. I'm like, okay, yep. They're, they're, in, they're, they're in the, the burnout right now. They're getting ready to go find something else. Like, you know, your employer can see your attitude a lot of times more than what you think on there. So if you are in that spot where you're in that, like, man, I'm just, I'm not feeling good. I don't like my job. Whatever else says there. Like, you know, Miranda, what do you typically say to people like that? Like yeah. before you tell them to quit their job? <laughs> <laughs> before I tell them to quit their job, I always say, you know, see if you can make it work where you're at. Have the conversation. And whether it's the whether it's management, like you said, management usually knows. Um, it, but with us having more and more remote work, sometimes it's not necessarily true because we don't actually see each other as much as we, we did there. There are still some like telltale signs, but sometimes that, you know, that, that remote work can add that additional relationship strain. So it may be a little bit more uncomfortable for people to talk to, you know, management or their coworker, but, you know, find out where the problem is and try to solve it. You know, that's, it's like, as I used to fall victim to the, like, I just screw it <laughs> kind of thing, you know, like, <laughs> any sort of problem is like, I can't find socks, I'm going to go buy more socks, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, like, I don't like this food we're going out to eat, I don't like, I don't like this job, whatever, <laughs> I used to do that, and, and I think, you know, there are some times where, where that's okay, but most of the time, just try to solve the problem. The, the problem, you might not necessarily need to quit your job. Um, oftentimes you can go to your manager and talk about the issue. So Dawn had a great comment here. She said she was ready to leave a job because she felt unappreciated, um, but she wasn't able to find anything better. And so, I mean, that is, that is something to consider there too. You know, it is important to look around because you could end up in a worse spot. 
But I would say, you know, go and talk to that manager, go and talk to that coworker. If it's a particular policy or you have more duties than you are being paid for, if it's a money issue, like see if you can solve that one problem first, figure out where the problem actually is. What a lot of my clients, they don't even know where the problem is. They just know, like, I hate my job. My job sucks. <laughs> and okay. it's like, okay, so what sucks? <laughs> like, I'm going to give you a list and you tell me which of these things suck and which are fine. <laughs> and at the bottom, there's a there's a G, all of the above, right? That's the <laughs> yeah. Like, this is your suck quotient. <laughs> well, there's a domino effect that starts occurring. When, mm -hmm. when, when you become unhappy in one area, all of a sudden you start noticing all the little things that never bothered you before about all the other areas. Oh, you know, my boss chews in such an annoying way. You know, the, the way he chews his food is just so frustrating. Yeah. You worked him for seven years. <laughs> He's been chewing his food the same way for seven years. You're really upset about something else. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's too cold in here. <laughs> like, have you ever considered wearing a sweater? No, I'm not going to say that because like Lee's going to watch this and he's be like, you make it 85 degrees. And I'm like, maybe a little. <laughs> All right. So let me ask this question then. So, you know, I think one of the things that we both agree on is oftentimes when people come to both of us, whether it's for career coaching or financial help because of a job and they're just ready to be done, like oftentimes we're saying you're, you're not ready yet. You're not ready to move. Um, you know, obviously legal issue, that's one thing. And by the way, guys, say hi if you're watching. Just need to say that. Always do. Um, but, you know, you're not you're just not ready to go. Um, and, and so how do they, but that doesn't mean you're not ready to go forever. It doesn't mean you have to stay there for eternity. It just means that you need a plan. And right now you don't have it. <laughs> so from a career side, I might say that like, look, we need to start making some connections. You don't have a LinkedIn profile. You don't have a resume. Like you haven't looked to see what's out there and what it's paying. Do you actually need another certification that you didn't have, but now that requires that, you know, those kinds of things. I might say that, Mark, what kinds of things would you say to someone like on the financial side, if you're planning to leave your job, um, there's a possibility that there might be some unemployment or that there might be some salary changes. Like what would you say to someone to be financially yeah. prepared for that? And you can even, if you want to bring it into, because the other thing that I get is sometimes I have a side business or I have a side hustle and my job sucks. And I want to just go do the side hustle full time. Um, so what are what are your thoughts on that from a financial perspective? There's a lot to unpack there. What you just asked. Let's let's start thinking like one step at a time. This is why I was the best professor ever. Like right you were, you were. <laughs> it was I'm just I'm glad you didn't ask why at the end. Because that's you know, like the best professors always ask you a yes or no question <laughs> and then follow it up with a why. Yeah. You know, why or why it's not? <laughs> I will tell you though, if I had a teacher that never put the why, I would give them a yes or no answer. And if they try to dock me points for it, I would say, hey, I had all the requirements of the of the test. Okay. I hit the requirement <laughs> of the question. Anyway, we're not going back to, to, to high school, Mark. Well, that's 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 uh way in the past. Sure? No. <laughs> no, no, we're not. No, no, not today. Um but okay, so the first thing you want to look at, if you're gonna leave your job, what are some of the financial ramifications? Um, number one, are you vested in your 401k yet? If you stick around for another month or two and you can get to keep all the money that they've put into your retirement account, you might want to consider that. Um, you also might want to consider looking at, you know, are you up for a raise or for a bonus? You know, um, yeah, I used to work at uh, I was a manager for Ashley Furniture and they did something that was so smart from an employer side 
but they but it made it created stickiness for the employee was uh every every month you got a bonus every quarter you got a bonus and every year you got a bonus and they paid the bonuses 40 percent into the, the next session so if you got if you let's say oh. your quarterly bonus um if q1 would actually be getting paid right around now so like what i did from january to march would be getting paid around may 5th mm -hmm. well i'm already one month into my next bonus then so then i go okay well i need to stay here to get my next bonus because the first month was yeah. so good you know uh, I'll but say from a career coaching's perspective you got to consider the um vacation you're not using with that too so look good. into that because yeah. you might be getting a payout for that depending on where you when you leave but, <laughs> but if you 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 need to go back to your job contract to check that because if you don't you might need to take a vacation before you go, you know, it's free money you're leaving on the table. So yeah. those are all great examples of things that you can do to like, you know, keep money in your pocket as you're going through there. Uh, especially if you can take that week of vacation and go do a bunch of job interviews during that week, you know, <laughs> you just got paid to do job interviews. And yeah. there's other things out there, like um, there's tax benefits and I can't go through it because I'm not a tax advisor, but um, you know, there's tax benefits if you're searching for a job, you know, keep your receipts, keep track of things um because there are i mean even if you're even if you're not self-employed you could write some of that stuff off mm -hmm. assuming you're above the standard deduction so sure. that's all of the like area of of um like what should i look for before i leave from a financial perspective the other thing also um i'm gonna just drop it in there if you have an old 401k if you have something like that out there talk to your financial advisor talk to your investment advisor because a lot of those times your employer was paying the fees for your 401k that are now being charged directly to you. And they don't come out in the form of like a fee, like a bill that you get in the mail or even a bill that shows on the statement. They just take it from the return. So really you may have gotten nine, 10%, but you're actually showing six, 7% and you're going, wow, I got 7% last year, I'm happy, but you're leaving two, 3% on the table because the 401k mm -hmm. is charging your account. So uh, that's a long, there's a whole bunch more we can unpack right that, but I just want to drop that out there. Um, Cause yeah, it's sure, the fees yeah, you don't know. You never notice. <laughs> you never would. There are disclosed here, by the way. Um, so thanks, Matt, for joining in. And he said you might waive the vacation pursuant to your employment agreement. So yeah, a lot of this stuff is just really important to check out before you just before you say I'm done. <laughs> you what? know, check to make sure you're not leaving money on the table. I think is what we're both kind of saying here. <clears throat> and, right, and so as the employer, and I hate to say this because this is like the seedy underside of business. Like the employer and the employee are naturally on two sides of of offense. The employer wants as much work as possible for paying the least amount of money. The employee wants to, wants to do the least amount of work for the most amount of money. Now we find a healthy balance between the two and healthy cultures know how to balance and go back and forth between there. But at the end of the day, you guys are, we're not on the same side of the table as our boss. Our mm -hmm. boss wants things from us that wants to pay us. So this is where we go down like expectations. And, and, and you know, Matt talked about your employment agreement. You have to go check your employment agreement because that's also what's going to fuel your conversation. If, if I work in accounting and all of a sudden the marketing person of the company leaves and now I'm in charge of the marketing and the accounting and I go to my boss and say, I want to raise, they're going to say, what am I going to give you a raise for? Well, you're going to look at, you're going to show, look, my job description is, is accounting. I am here to do your books. You have me doing marketing. That's a totally separate role. You normally pay, you know, $75,000 a year for this person. You're having me do both right now. I'm at least worth blank more. I'm at least, I mean, 30 grand more, 40 grand more. Or I'll tell you what, go get somebody to do the marketing side. Go do somebody to do the marketing and take that off my plate, whatever it is on there. So 
-hmm. knowledge, information. Mm -hmm. I know Miranda, you mentioned know what you're worth. Go check Glassdoor, check places out there right. to see where are you at. Because sure. if, if you're at the top of your pay scale, I hit this when I was in banking. I was at the highest I could possibly be in banking. And so I had to find other ways. I had to become, I had to become, I had to go get a, an investment license degree I had, or a securities license. I had to go do other things to make more money because my hourly rate would never get higher because right. again, the employer has things, they have the limit of what they're going to pay for a certain job and certain role, no matter how Absolutely. much they like you, no matter how much, you know, how long you've been there. And it doesn't have to be adversarial. I mean, I want to say this. It's just like any other communication situation <clears throat> where you have one party wanting one thing and the other party wanting something else. And oftentimes, like you said, we can come to a balance here in the middle where both people are getting what they need. But when you're in a situation where you have to make a change, you have to understand where they're coming from. And just like we said a minute ago, <clears throat> you know, to actually go and try to solve the problem before you would just up and leave. This is one of the ways that you can just solve the problem is to say, you know, yeah. look, I, I'm not getting paid for marketing <laughs> and, and I need to get paid for marketing. And, but you notice that the, the suggestions that Mark gave here were not, I need to get paid for marketing because I have four kids and I have a mortgage and I have a blah, 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 blah. I have a guinea pig. Like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's talking about this in the language that the employer is going to understand, which is, look, you're used to paying $75,000 for marketing. My employment contract says accounting. Like this is, we can't, I can't give you free work. And then oftentimes even just saying like this quality isn't going to be good here if I'm trying to do two jobs at one time and I'm not getting paid for those hours. Um, so again, we're, we're finding that middle ground, but it's all communication and it's, communicating so that you understand what the other person is looking for. Um, but yeah, I think another thing that's come out of this is strategy. So, you know, you went and you looked and, and you said, I'm at the height of where I'm going to get with banking. So many people don't even do that. Like so many people just say, well, I, I'm, you know, my hope is that one day I'll be making this much. And I'm like, but how are you do that <laughs> like you're a teacher they don't pay them that much like so i mean and, and uh, you know and and there's always a workaround when you've said i don't know that we always see exactly eye to eye on the like do what you love kind of thing but and that might just be because i sort of have a weird odd fairy tale of life that is sometimes um also like a horse it's like into the woods right like <laughs> Like, you know, friend is la 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 dancing around with the fairies, and then all of a sudden someone falls off a cliff and dies, or someone eats them or something. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Um, but I think that um, you know, there's usually a way around it. Like if you say I'm a teacher and I want to be a millionaire and I love teaching, but I wanna, you know, I need to make this much money. There's a way to find that. There's educational consultants. There's curriculum development. Like there's all kinds of things you can do, but you gotta have a strategy. Um, and I think we're both there with that. Like, you know, you don't you didn't even look to see how much you can make in this job. Like, what are you gonna go? What are you gonna do oh. next? I mean, you have to do that. And um, we have some comments coming in from Matt. At first, um, the love your lawyer. I want to say, yeah, I often tell my clients, you know, one of the things to do before you leave is go over this stuff with, with your attorney and see if, you know, there are 
issues here that um, even if you're facing a problem too, you know, some you don't have to go to your attorney for every single thing because they're going to charge you like eight hundred dollars an hour. <laughs> but, uh, With the act right now, they're only going to charge you six hundred dollars an hour. Exactly. Sorry, sorry. Now, sorry, nope, seven hundred. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> no. um, but yeah, I mean, it's not every not every little thing. You don't have to be litigious. <laughs> But it is good for you to take when you're facing a problem, just to say, like, look, what are my rights in this situation? What is, you know, do I actually have a concern here? And one of the things I do suggest is before um, people leave, they should have a conversation about this kind of stuff that we were talking about, vacation time, et cetera. But also, you know, we've talked before on this show about how when you go to um, look for a job, you know, the information that you have access to comes into play. So, Absolutely. yeah, like you got to know how you can use that and what's actually in your possession and, you know, what stuff are you allowed to take with you to the next thing? And can you take your book of business or no? Because that becomes a big issue in some situations. That can and, and can they prove you did it? That's the bigger question. <laughs> <laughs> so, and we talked at the beginning of this where like legal, moral, ethical, the difference between legal, moral, ethical, you know, if you're in a company that's clearly doing something, I don't know if anybody's ever watched Dr. or listened to Dr. Death. Are you a podcast? Do you, do you listen to those now? Okay. No. So like I, <laughs> some of these things that I listen to, but it, it was basically about this doctor. Um, the second episode of the second series of Dr. Death was about this, this medical practice that was just doing everything wrong. And I mean, it was like very dangerous. <laughs> like they were doing everything wrong and patients were suffering for that. And, you know, if you're in that kind of a situation, getting out of there right away is, you know, a good thing. You're the CNA or you're the nurse or you're the whatever who's doing the things that you know you're not supposed to be doing, but they're telling you do it or you lose your job. You know, that's a, that's one issue. Um, whereas ethical and moral can sometimes be a little bit more gray, but that's also where I'll say talk to your attorney. So a lot of times people don't take, they don't talk to their attorney. They don't talk to their financial advisor. They don't talk to your career coach. You just say, <laughs> I'm out of well, here. <laughs> let's, be, let's be fair to those individuals. A lot of people don't have those people in their corner mm -hmm. and they're trying to do it alone. They're trying to go it alone. Oh, sure. or, or the placebo effect that happens is you sometimes think your spouse is that person. Mm -hmm. You think your spouse is your career coach or your lawyer or or your financial. I see it happen all the time with money. Is that like, <laughs> I, I, you know, I have a husband and wife sitting in front of me and one's going, well, I thought you were in charge of that. And the other one goes, I thought you were in charge of it. And they're like, well, wait, who's actually in charge of checking to make sure that we were doing things, you know, this way. And, and it's not the best advice always. And I, the only thing worse than good advice you didn't take is the bad advice that you did. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. so finding those ways, that's why coaching, you know, whether it's a career coach, a financial coach, I know Matt with the legal, like whatever you're doing, out there uh and, and i'm gonna i'm gonna say something really quick out here on this is like i'm very anti um free consultations because i believe mm -hmm. you always get what you pay for you know if, if i'm gonna come to you miranda and obviously you and i have a moral and ethical legal or moral and ethical obligation to people to give them great advice right. i'll tell you right now if you're if you're if you're giving me my hourly rate man mm -hmm. I am yours. I'm answering whatever you want, when you want. There's no sales pitch. There's no nothing. I'm just giving it what it is. Right. Where whenever there's a free consultation, it's always a sales pitch onto something else. So mm -hmm. I'm going to give you, you know, I'm, I'm going to give you the thousand piece puzzle, but but there's probably going to be two or three pieces missing that when you go, wait, where are these pieces at? Oh, well, you want those? You have to get the next one. Sure. You have to buy the next package or whatever else it is. So 
when you're in these spots and you're looking, you're looking for the career coach, you're looking for the lawyer, you're looking for whoever, take care of your people, mm -hmm. you know, especially if you're leaving a job because you're not getting paid what you want. Like there might be an attitude behind that if you don't want to pay people to help you get out of that right. position. <laughs> Well, and that's true. You know, it, it is a mystery. This it's become so complex. So many of these, you know, employment situations have become so complex and people don't realize, you know, that that they should um, talk to professionals about these things. And it is it is extremely helpful. And, you know, again, what you just mentioned is or what you mentioned a, a little while ago is that um, choose your discomfort, right? Like choose your financial hit also. Like you're gonna have to pay somehow. You're either going to be making not enough or you're gonna be unemployed for a while or you're gonna end up paying yourself back or whatever it is. I mean, choose that. And sometimes the choices that I need to pay um, to, you know, get some professional advice from my attorney or career coach or financial advisor. I need to figure that out now, um, rather than, you know, just keep going like this forever. And then I'm going to lose money in the long run <laughs> if I don't. <laughs> um, and, and some people have that attitude. I've worked with, I've worked with a lot of people that have that attitude. You know, my prices are not skyrocket, but they're not like, I mean, I'm not like a million dollars an hour over here. <laughs> But you deliver results, Miranda. That's the difference yeah. between like what I see a lot of coaches out there do. Like you and I have talked about this when it comes mm -hmm. to like, you know, you and I talk about your clients and things like that. What's your average turnaround time? How fast do people get jobs? How many more interviews do they get? And you have yeah. metrics and you can show people how great you are at actually delivering a result. Because I'll be honest with you, a lot of people like to sell their coaching. Nobody wants to buy coaching. Nobody wants to buy right. your advice, you know? So sure. they want to buy the result, the advice you you can give, and that's one of the things you can do. You provide that. Uh, yeah, exactly, and that's why I say like it's not, um, you know, I'm not the cheapest person out there either, <laughs> you know. And but I have a lot of people who come to me with the attitude of it's all about money, and I understand that that can be like the situation that someone's in, especially if they're unemployed. And, and the important thing that I will say is that if you are in a situation where you just, you do not have the money, you cannot get the money. And that's a second one I think that's important. You know, Lee comes on here a lot and he talks about ways to get money for business. It's the same in personal and career. There are sometimes uncomfortable ways you can get money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> not legal. <really, no. laughs> <laughs> like, Matt, I said not illegal, <laughs> no. but there are sometimes uncomfortable ways you can get money by, you know, borrowing it from someone else or sometimes borrowing it from yourself and things like that, where you need to do that to make sure you're making the right choice. There are some people out there, though, that are not able to have access to that resource. And I understand that, you know, I realize that I come from a relatively privileged position, um, in fact, every, I, I had like a big conflict this week with one of my kids in school. Like I had to switch schools with one of my kids. Um, and the little one, not nothing. Discovery charter school is amazing. I just wanted to say that right there. Like, is that not that school? Um, <laughs> but, um, but I had to switch schools with one of my kids and it was really stressful situation. And even just that extremely stressful situation, I was like, man, I am so privileged to have like all these people and all this help that I can get mm -hmm. to make this choice. So I understand that, you know, there's some people watching that are just like, I would never be able to do that. And I will say for those people, there are free resources like by organizations 
that you can go to to get help. Like there are organizations that will help you job search, like um, Work One and you know Indiana Career Connect and stuff like that. If you're in Indiana, same thing for like legal and other advice. There are those things that exist. I mean, I think Mark, you and I would both say is that you're probably not going to get the same quality of advice, and you're certainly not going to get the same efficiency of advice in those areas. But sure. Yep. I mean, they can be helpful if you're just completely, you got nothing. But when you do pay, you got to have the attitude of not just money. It's the attitude of, you know, it's not just how much can I get this for? It's yeah. in the long run, what am I getting for this? <laughs> no, I, you know, I love that's, answer. <laughs> that, that's one of the issues that, that people run into. If you don't have a budget, if you don't know where your money's going or why it's going there, then you always are going to feel like you don't have enough money to do anything. Mm -hmm. It's a constant pressure, constant stress. And that, and then that plays into your work environment um, and, and goes out there. I did want to uh, say real quick, I can't see who it is, um, but there was a thing about at one point was general counsel. Can That's you see that? Matt. Yeah, that was Matt. Okay. Yeah, that this is what we're talking about right now when it comes to like taking on more responsibility and your boss knowingly or unknowingly is going to do things like this. Mm -hmm. So read that for us, Mark, for our podcasters. It says, um, I at one point was general counsel, acting CEO and company fixer as other people left, all for a general counsel's salary. So basically, uh, you know, I know I've seen this, you know, Matt, you've had this happen in there, you know, like people leave a company and it's just easier to take their role and like kind of divide the responsibility across of people. And when you're a high performer, when you're good at what you do, your boss notices. Your boss knows, maybe I can just put a little bit more. Maybe I just do a little bit more. Or maybe it's the other way. Maybe the boss has it on his or her shoulders and you're the kind of person that just wants to come and help because you're a good hearted person. And then you start taking more responsibility on yourself because you're like, oh, well, the boss shouldn't have that on, you know, on that person. So I'm gonna put it on me. And this is this is what happens. And all of a sudden, two years later, you're burned out, you're stressed out, you're not making any more money. You haven't had a performance review in, in three years, and you're going, What the heck? I'm miserable. I want to leave my job. Yeah. But if you don't catch the signs that got you there, guess what's gonna happen the next place you go? Let me take you that a step further then. Put it on your um, people who come to me for their resumes and they say, Well, I gotta put on my resume that I got added, um, people added responsibilities. I was like, no, you don't. <laughs> because, I mean, we can word it. If you want to talk about those responsibilities and the fact that you did that and you have that competency, if you want to prove that you're a trusted employee, that kind of stuff. But if you keep putting on your resume that you were given this and that additional responsibility, what's going to happen to you at the next position? You know, people are going to read that resume and automatically they're going to think, man, this person, I'm going to be able to, you know, they see this as a, as a badge of honor. Um, I'm going to be able to give them all these responsibilities. And oftentimes these are the people that are coming to me that are saying I'm burned out. I can't do this yep. job anymore. That's you're, you're giving them permission through that document. They're thinking already when they're hiring you, you know what, three months from now, I'm going to add another thing on to this person. And like, I just want to say here, I don't think this is not, it doesn't need to be, confrontational. It's not because people are trying to be hurtful. It's not, it's just like you said, Mark, we have different ideas of what we're trying to accomplish. If you're not, I mean, honestly, this is going to sound kind of mean, but like, 
If you are, I know Mark's like, just be a jerk. You would say that to me all the time. You're like, I don't know, because my mind's going to a different place right now. So I want to hear what you're, you're saying on this. And I was just going to say, like, you're, if you are saying this kind of stuff in your resume and your cover letter, like, it's kind of on you. <laughs> like, if you are saying this stuff and then it happens to you and then you're like, oh, this happened to me again. Yeah. It's kind of on you. <laughs> so. so so one thing that I've noticed as we're going through this, uh, and I, I just want to have empathy for those people that are out there that are in this position. If they knew they were doing it, they wouldn't be doing it, okay? Yeah. And this is where my heart breaks for these people because there are. There's jerk employers out there that just milk employees, work them into the ground, treat them like a, you know, a piece of furniture or like a piece of equipment. And what happens is, these are good, hardworking individuals. These are people who care about their job. Like, like that's the thing that breaks my heart. And it's like, these are the employees that actually care. They're the ones that come in early and show up late. Mm -hmm. They're your good employees. And they've been taught and they've been trained. Maybe they were raised in a good house where they were taught hard work gets rewarded. And so they work extra hard. They take the, they go the extra mile. They do the extra work. They do all this stuff. And then life doesn't pay them back right. for what they're doing in those jobs. And it's not a matter, this is where we go back to, it's not that you, you shouldn't be taking on those responsibilities. It's not that you shouldn't be you know doing the things that you're doing. It's that you shouldn't care about your job. You should care about your job. It's the communication, being able to clearly communicate what's going on. That's the part we're talking, hey, you know, I know you're an amazing person. I know you're working really hard. I know that you, you really care about your company. You care about your boss. You care about your coworkers. Mm -hmm. We just need to dial up your communication skills just a little bit to help you get the results that you want. It's not that you shouldn't right. be doing this. It's that when you took it on, there wasn't clear communication or expectation set of how long you'd be doing it for, what's the money involved, is there a job change, is there a position change, is there a title change? We didn't talk about any of that and you just picked it up. Mm -hmm. Use the heart, use the heart that cares about those things, but work it forward in a way that benefits not just the company, but also you. Absolutely, I think you said that really, really well. And I'll tell you the thing, you know, the reason that I do the work that I do is, well, one, I really like it, <laughs> but two, um, because it, it does also really, you know, get to me. It breaks my heart when I see people who have let this go for so long. And years, then years and well, years. And it's a situation that could have been fixed to help everyone, yeah. but they don't know. You're right. And it's a very good reason that they don't know because a lot of how we work and how we communicate, how we search for jobs, how we make transitions, all of the, how we think about things, those things have changed dramatically in the last five, 10, 15 years. I mean, yeah. it, and if you haven't been, I mean, if you're not a career coach <laughs> and you're not a financial coach and you're not somebody that has had their mind and their eyes on these things you don't know that and it is it's so hard for me to hear when, when i get people who come to me and they're like i i'm burning out you know i'm not sleeping at night my kids aren't getting the best version of me and you know i'm not sure where i'm gonna be i had a client who was just so stressed about her future and um that was hard for me because you know she said i i just don't know where i'm gonna be i've worked so hard I've done so many things. This person is extremely confident in what she did. But for a number of, you know, some career issues and some financial issues, 
mm-hmm. both of those things, she's just like, I don't know where I'm going to be. I, I'm concerned that, you know, I'm going to be elderly and not have any resources. And that was so hard for me because it's like when you look at all the things this person had accomplished. Um, but yeah, so that's why we're here. <laughs> and, and with that, I'll say that we have to wrap up because you said we were going to aim for a half an hour and it's been 48 minutes. But I do this all the time. Lee Watson time. was yelling in the back burner <laughs> of my mind a couple times during that. And I'm like, you know what? We're just going to let it go. We're just going to let this smoke burn, okay? <laughs> Off the stage. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't think Lee's watching. I think he's actually on an airplane right now. So otherwise, he probably would have commented. But <laughs> when he watches it, I'm sure we'll hear how, about how long we went. <laughs> and, and because of that, I think we also should say that it's a beautiful day in the Chicagoland region. And, you know, <laughs> if you can uh, and you have the resources, go help a bunch of people out there, you know, and and something about a boat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So really fast, um, I put your website and everybody knows how to get in touch with me. If you guys want to talk about career and, you know, find me, Green Cow, Morley Career Solutions. You guys know how to do that. Um, but I put your descript- your next gen budget um, in the description of this. But that's the best way to reach you. Yep. 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 Go through next gen budget. You know, we do. Uh, I. We work now in, in a lot of different ways, serving in all different ways of money, helping people get to a better place. You know, our, our our tag now is do good with money. And I think that's the real thing is I think many people out there, I used to ask people all the time, what's your next financial goal? And they and I would never hear what was really on their heart. It would always be something else that was going on. Mm-hmm. But they always had the next money problem they had. And I, and I realized in general, everybody kind of has the same financial goal. Everyone just wants to do good with money. They want to like either... Have have money not be a problem in their life, or help other people with money. And so, I just want a hot tub. I just want. If a hot tub is doing good with money for you, go get yourself a hot tub. Hand <laughs> out, grab, you know, get the money and go do it. You know, my littlest or my middle, not my littlest, my middle the other day, she was telling me that when she grew up, she was gonna get a job and then she could get mom a hot tub. <laughs> Like you're a cute kid. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, um, this was a great conversation. Uh, I appreciate you helping me to co-host today. Um, Everybody, if if you have these questions about uh, money, the budget boot camp that Mark runs is fantastic. I think it's great for just about everybody, no matter where you're at with um, got nothing or got something. (laughs) Um, There's a, there's a, Green cow budget, I think, is our code word or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, you, so 50% off for any of the green cow members or they, anyone they want to share it with, it's um, mm-hmm. green cow budget. Uh, put that in the promo code and get 50% off. Cool. Yeah. So get in touch with Mark. Uh, get in touch with me if you've got career questions and something about a boat. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And we'll see Lee back next week. He went to Florida without me. So, but whatever. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you guys on Monday and have a great weekend. Bye. Bye.